On earth, we may never receive the honor and respect that is due us. But Jesus is faithful, and be assured that he misses nothing, and he will reward us openly. Amen. When Jesus stood up, I like what Napoleon Bonaparte said. There are only two forces in the world, the sword and the spirit, so said Napoleon Bonaparte. It is said of Napoleon Bonaparte that he sat down and cried one time when there were no more worlds or kingdoms to conquer. But he said this. He said, in the long run, the sword will always be conquered by the Spirit. Amen. Who is it that's going to rule the world? Jesus. And how did he do it? By force? No. By love. By redeeming. And by his authority. And by his power. I got this from a website, Martyrs for Christ. It says an average of about 465 believers are murdered daily for their faith. About 465 believers will die today all over the world for their faith. That's amazing. While we're sitting right here in this worship service this morning, and we're praising God, and we're giving God the glory, somewhere in the world today, believers are being murdered simply because they call on the name of Jesus and believe it. And you say, that, that, that can't be. Well, this will not make the evening news. The evening news won't even talk about it. But there are those who are keeping track. There are those who are paying attention. There are those who do know. And they're not stretching the truth one bit. More people have been martyred for Christ in the last hundred years than in all the history of the church. That's the truth. I, I want us to think as every minute on our watch ticks by this morning how many people in this world are laying down their life for Christ. Well, let's say, first of all, hourly. Let's say hourly. Who's, how many are dying hourly? 20-something an hour, 18 to 20-something an hour are dying. Now, we started this service around 1045. It's now 1215. So in that amount of time, let me just say that over 50 people have given their life for Christ. Think about that for a moment. I don't mean they got saved. I mean they were murdered, put to death. Others were tortured. Now I want to read to you from the book of Hebrews a minute. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 35 to 38. And everybody knows that Hebrews chapter 11 is the faith chapter. He starts off, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And then he does the roll call of the faithful, starting with Abraham and coming forward. And down toward the, this part of the passage here, just prior to verse 35, he talks about the miracles that happened when God delivered believers out of the snare of the enemy. And uh, then, without a stop without a pause, he just shifts gears and starts talking about those that God didn't deliver, those who became martyrs for their faith. And he says, others were tortured and refused to be released so that they might gain a better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging while still others 
were chained and put in prison. What is he talking about? He's saying that there is something special about a martyr. that I, I don't fully understand it, but in heaven, when we get there, we're going to realize that there's something that God does, that God has a special place in his heart for those who are martyred for him, those that have paid the supreme price for their faith, that in heaven, there's got to be a special place for them. The Bible speaks in the book of Revelation as the martyrs being under the altar and crying out to God, when, oh God, will you avenge our blood? And so something is special about martyrs. I don't know what it is. Maybe they'll get to sit at the head table at the marriage supper of the Lamb. I don't know what it is, but I know seriously there is a recognition of them in heaven that goes beyond the service of the nominal Christian. And it ought to be that way. That's only right. Someone who pays that price, the ultimate price for their faith, ought to be in the hall of fame if there is such a thing in heaven.